It's that time of year again. Make sure you bring out your pumpkins and carve as we go through the first episode of the five weeks of Halloween special. I'm very excited about this. We're going to be going over astro projection and how all that works and a bone chilling story that might just shiver you to the core. More coming up for you on today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Stay spooky, my friends. Listen if you dare, as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena. Write in at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Hauntings. That's right, guys. Welcome to Unexpected Hauntings. This is the Halloween special, and this is our first day of the Halloween special episode. And today we have a special guest, and the name is Chase. Welcome, Chase. Hi, Ben. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to be a part of this and explore uh, explore everything <laughs> that's out there with you. Yeah, yeah. Stories this is going to be great. Yeah. Um, so I've heard that we talked a little bit about um, astral projection and stuff like that. Um, that is really, really cool. But first off, I wanted to ask some questions. I'm going to be asking um, all the featured guests on these five weeks of Halloween. Um, and I'm going to start off with the first question. Uh, what's your favorite scary movie and why? Oh, oh God. Okay. Scary movie and why? <laughs> There's so many. There's so many to choose from. Um, definitely, I really, really, really enjoy Insidious. Insidious. That's good. Insidious is really good. Yeah. Um, looking into like, you know, Ed and Lorraine, like Warren and stuff like too, like I like Annabelle as well. Um, just the whole, cause about the great thing about Insidious is you kind of see what it's like to experience a plane essentially, you know, because of the red demon and everything like that, you know, the son gets trapped there in that special, like, in that realm. And then, you know, the father figures out that he can travel there, too, to save his son and so on and so forth. So it's it's kind of, like, plays into astral projection just, you know, very, very slightly, very minutely. But it's it's really interesting that they combined a bunch of different things for that. And I just love, like, obviously, you know, the macabre and all the weird stuff and the special effects. And that Red Demon was pretty dope <laughs> yeah it was pretty crazy wasn't it it um it added a lot to the story just um like you said with the different planes and everything it was it was mm -hmm. a trip pretty much the whole movie was so <laughs> um i mean talk about one hell of a trip oh right? yeah yeah and the whole series was just great i loved it all i know okay That's i'm gonna go on the second story um what made you interested in the paranormal or ghosts in general? Well, it just always fascinated me. Well, you know this. I want to be a mortician. Yeah. 
um, and I'm going to go to school for it and work at a funeral home. Like, death in itself is so interesting how our physical bodies expire. And then there's that question of, you know, like, where where do our souls go afterwards? Because there's always, you know, speculations and stuff like that, you know, that the paranormal aren't real. But when you think about it, really, energy cannot be created or nor destroyed. So where the energy that comes from your body, like that energy, your spiritual energy, where does that go? And that really fueled my interest of wanting to like learn about the paranormal wanting to see you know how our presence our physical presence when we are gone how our energy how our spirit can attach to certain areas and places and things like that you know it's so interesting to think or to like know that that can be a real thing that happens and you can feel it you know anywhere you go like you always feel like when we talk and we hang out, you know, it's kind of like reading somebody's energy, you know, seeing that if they're happy or they're sad or anything like that. You can feel that when you have a paranormal experience, too. And that's just that kind of like pushed me <laughs> into wanting to look into it a lot more. Yeah, that's very, very true. Because uh, everyone has and I believe this, everyone has a unique energy, whether it be good or bad. Um and sadly, I think that the bad energies are the most rampant and the most strong energies than the good ones. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's, that's a very good point, though, because it's like, yeah. where does all that energy go? It's still up yeah. in the air of, you know, what happens with all that energy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's really exactly. cool. And it's, it could either be, like, conscious energy or, like, not even conscious energy at all. You know, there's, like, I've read, like, certain things that people, you know, will just feel a presence there from the energy somebody's left behind. Or, like, I read, you know, about people passing away in homes and, you know, families will be like, oh, I can still feel them here. It's like yeah you resonate well with this energy you know what it is and everything like that you're used to it so of course you're gonna feel their energy there because there's a high probability that that person's spirit or at least a piece of it is still there you know what i mean and like that could be the explanation of you know paranormal paranormal encounters or you know it couldn't be and you you know there's always going to be spirits or energy that will be cognitive and not cognitive and I totally agree that angry and you know destructive and very violent dark energies do have a lot uh, there's a lot more experiences with those because those energies could feed off of ours as well that's true yeah because that that leaves up the good the good energies are that makes them vulnerable yeah uh-huh yeah exactly yeah vulnerability is a big thing you know oh yeah it's it's kind of like zat bagans when he walks around and he <laughs> 
and he pulls Aaron off and he's like, you know what? I just have the strong urge to like strangle you and cut your throat right now. But he's like, <laughs> yeah. and Aaron's like, right now. And he's like, not right now, but <laughs> he's like, come back. Listen, I don't want to do that right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it can get a hold of you for sure. And that, that definitely leads to exorcisms too. And I, I believe in that as well. Um, Mm-hmm. with exorcisms and stuff um so i hate to do this but i'm gonna go to the next question uh because I, I know no, we, you're fine. i know we could probably go on and on about this <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah it's exactly um but why do you like halloween i love halloween because i will just put this simply because it's fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is so expressive and when you look into the history of how Halloween came to be just that whole the whole history behind it and you know dressing up you know to scare like evil spirits away you know what Mm -hmm. I mean stuff like that too that's just been so culturally integrated and I really enjoy the creativity it brings out in people And just, it's time to, you know, like, get spooky. You know, you can watch horror movies and not feel ashamed about it. Or people question you. Why are you watching, like, five horror movies a night? Oh, it's just because it's Halloween. (laughs) You know, it's it's such a great time. And a lot of people can come together. It's, It's kind of like Christmas for some people when you really think about it. But it gives people, like, an escape to explore their that macabre side of them. Because I feel like every person has that side. Right. And so, like, Halloween is just, oh, it's so dope. And the candy is great. <laughs> the candy is always good. Oh, yeah, the candy, the going to the houses and seeing their fancy decorations and everything. It's just, it's crazy right, good. Right, And it allows, like, humanity to explore a darker side without any kind of excuse. Yeah. You know? It gives us the opportunity because we know you have Christmas and we have Thanksgiving and Easter and all that. But Halloween really just can like resonate with you being yourself. And it's okay to express yourself and to explore yourself to the point where you just want to get decked out and look freaky and awesome and just have fun. Halloween is 10 out of 10 best holiday ever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I definitely agree. <laughs> and there's some people too that they treat Halloween like every other day too. <laughs> uh-huh. like, yeah. Look, okay, I listen, Halloween. I know I'm goth. You don't have to make it too hard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> Halloween is great. I think it's, it can be a lifestyle yeah. too, for sure. It, exactly. <laughs> it, it's so, it's so nice that we have that opportunity to just express ourselves in that way and definitely excuse me like definitely having that outlet is really amazing too yeah it really is it's really great Mm -hmm. um and i'll do my last question uh what is your favorite candy to have on halloween um oh god peach rings peach rings those are good I know. So weird. Well, from us being from the South, come on now. Peaches are... Peach rings are the best. Right? Uh, Anything with peach, honestly. Just sour candy in general, too. 
God, yeah. Like sour candy, just that like intense like sugar buzz that they give you. Oh, oh yeah, like God. like yeah, those warheads. Those were like oh, the best. Yeah, and like the uh, nerds ropes and stuff like that too. Yeah. And like how candy and candy just becomes like so versatile during Halloween. So there's so many more options that you can get just because it's like a limited edition thing because of the holiday. Oh, for sure. It's so oh, yeah. dope. Like yeah. candy corn. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> candy corn's good. I, I won't judge on candy corn too much. Yeah. I mean, I can't eat through a whole bag just because they're so sugary. But I'll have, you know, like a handful or so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Candy corn's good. I like the little pumpkin ones, too, though. Those pumpkin ones. Oh, yeah, I like the autumn, the harvest bag or whatever. It comes with the different colors. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, like, it's the perfect time to eat sweet potato souffle, and nobody's going to judge you <laughs> because it's fall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you can just be like a dick and just, just, uh, <laughs> just have it in the heat. Just be like... Just looking at all them haters, just like, nah, I'm just gonna chow down on honestly, and the heat. Honestly, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's like, in summer, you can't really have soup without people being like, it's hot out. Yeah. Why are you having soup? But, like, <laughs> fall in general. I love how we just went from, like, candy to now soup. soup. <laughs> hey, it's a necessity. It's yeah. colder, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I am so over this Georgia heat, man. Oh, yeah. It felt great today, so actually. It felt like this morning know, was right? actually felt like felt like the first day of fall. It was great. I know. Twenty the twenty second of September cannot come soon enough, I man. I know. It's crazy. But um yeah. all right. I guess we'll go into your first story. You said you had a ghost okay. story and then you, you were gonna talk more about astro projection, right? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. So, um, just feel free to ask me any questions and everything like that, and I'll <laughs> answer it, because I'm scared I'll, like, ramble on for way too long. Okay, no, you're good. Um, so, pretty much, um, growing up as a kid, um, I would go visit my father's parents, like, every other weekend. Uh, it was required, but... They, like, have, like, this really, like, huge plot of land, and when you would go on this land, I don't know if, like, anybody else experienced it, but I did, it's just kind of like you're pushing through, like, this breakthrough of normalcy to, like, something completely different, um, I would stay there, and we... There, there were so many different houses on the property. So there was the main house where, you know, the family would stay. I would stay with my grandparents and everything like that. And then we had a automotive shop. And then we had, like, another small house there. And then we had, like, a big, white overhead shed of, like, stuff, too. And also, like, a chicken coop and everything like that. And then at the end of the property we had this abandoned house and also we had about five uh trailers i mean that was filled to top to bottom with stuff but people we would like used to live in them and they were like run down trailers you had to be careful where you stepped otherwise you fell through the floor and you know they just kept those on the property from when they bought it um 
And so my, this paranormal experience happened right after my great grandmother died. Uh, she's Miss Kogi. She was Miss Kogi uh, Creek, Native American. You know, she spoke to me about different traditions and everything like that. Um, and she told me about landlines. Uh, landlines pretty much are, you know, where like spirit, like energies and spirits will travel on, you know, and you can feel them. And she genuinely believed that the whole property was placed on landlines. Like there were landlines everywhere. And the big, in the family house, you know, when you walked into that door, it's kind of like that same thing. You're breaching another plane of energy and you're, you, you just feel so different as soon as you walk into that door. Hmm. And uh, after my grandmother passed, it, as I was like speaking earlier about energy and stuff like that too, you know, I could feel her and everything like that. And uh, I ended up taking residency in her old room when I would stay over there. Uh, she didn't pass in that room, <laughs> thankfully. But, you know, that was where she primarily stayed. And she would tell me stories, I mean, stories upon stories about, like, you know, skinwalkers and everything like that. And, you know, there was this one time, I remember, I was just laying in the room, and there was, like, a pasture. We had, like, cows and sheep and you know, and goats and everything like that. And so it was night and we had like this uh, automatic light that came on outside. Um, and it was just like this deep, deep orange color. And um, I had the blinds like a little bit up and open enough to where I could somewhat see the bed was like facing like towards the window. And so I was about seven at the time I want to say and I was just playing video games I was playing Spyro for like the billionth time because that's the only thing I had to do there to entertain myself at night and then all of a sudden like I just feel heavy like I feel really 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 heavy um I just felt exhausted I just didn't want to move anything like that and um not gonna lie, you know, when you're seven, your mind starts to wander and you can get, you know, spooked so easily. But, um, I just, like, look out the window and that light was a different color. It seemed more red than anything else. Um, so that was terrifying and it's a very, we're, like, in a very secluded place, you know, that property like we had a neighbor about like two miles down the road like each way and that was it so I just like I, I just saw that light and I just felt so heavy and I felt scared and you know the immediate thing you want to do is like look at the closet because you're scared something's gonna come out of the closet and I look to the closet and I could swear out of, just out of the corner of my eye I saw like of like half of the silhouette of a person and just like a big white of an eye and I was like okay this is when I die <laughs> essentially so I find the strength to pull the 
covers over my head for, and it felt like I was there for hours, but really it was just seconds. And I pull the sheets down and the doors closed of that closet and I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's scary. And then I get up and I look out the window because that light is still like that awful red color. And I could have sworn that I saw three silhouettes there. One was very tall and had scraggly looking hair. And they weren't facing the window. They were looking out to where that abandoned house was. And there was a shorter figure, looked bald, just, but, and fat, like really fat. And then the other figure was like hunched over and it looked like a woman because I could tell like the hair was like long on her and they were just staring, just staring at the fucking house. And like, I tried to like adjust the blinds enough just so I could like see what they were looking at. And then the moment I do, they all turn around and look at me and I just close my eyes and I open them and they're all gone. And that, then the light was back to that original orange color. And then ever since then, I, I always felt like I was being watched in that room. Every single night when I laid down, I always felt like I was being watched. And so I looked into that house and apparently a fire took place there like a long time ago. Like this house was built, you know, early 1900s and there was a fire that took place there. And there were, it was uh, two grandparents and there's like two grandparents and their grandson and something happened to where the house caught on fire. The house itself still like had some integrity to it, but there were like burn marks, you know, obviously through it. But I never went to that house, of course, because, you know, abandoned house, don't go in that. But I've learned like all three of them died, like being burned alive in there. So, and just, it, oh, it just freaked me out. <laughs> it really freaked me out. Um, learning about, you know, the history of that and just always feeling watched. Because even when I would go out to the pasture and everything like that and tend to everything, there was always something telling me to go to that house, but I never did. And I'm very glad I did <laughs> because I don't know what would have awaited me inside of it. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it was, uh, it was a, a very interesting experience to say the least. But that's really the only paranormal story I have. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, makes me wonder what would happen if you did go to that house. I know you said you didn't want to, but um, makes you wonder what would happen if you went there, though. Because, yeah, right? because those three people, they might have been residents within that house. Um, sure. Mm -hmm. What would be really cool to look back on the, the history of the house and see if there's any family 
family portraits of the people that mm-hmm. lived there and then that would be super creepy if like the people in the family portraits were the ones the three people you saw in the room you were in mm-hmm. right and i'm not sure if it was because my grandfather my grandmother was also you know with her being native i don't know if maybe her energy like what was left there and then that transferred to me in some way to be able to see them because you know like it's just like when you enter that property like you just feel so different you feel so different i can't even explain it because i haven't been there in like almost 10 years but yeah i don't i'm I don't want to say I'm clairvoyant, but <laughs> or psychic, but yeah, it was just like right after she passed and just learning about all that. I mean, it it was nuts. I'd like to go back there. Yeah. Again someday, and I mean, I don't know if that house is probably torn down at this point, but if it's still there, I really want to go check it out <laughs> sometime. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah, um, hmm. yeah, because there's a lot of questions, too, about that house, um, still, so, yeah, that would be, that would be pretty cool to go to, um, yeah, I, kind of understand, I was, uh, there's these parts of the woods in the Beaufort Dam where I camp, that's where I got my first paranormal experience, um, but I can kind of, like, understand that energy because there's part of the woods where you walked in and it's like you're entering a different plane because your body feels different and it feels a little colder just a little bit yeah and it's weird because you feel like of course something's watching you like when you're going through that area i don't know Mm -hmm. If I mean, of course, you know the experience. I don't know if anyone else has um, gotten that experience, but it's it's really weird and freaky because um, it is. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the only way just, I can describe it. Like this cold, mm-hmm. and your body just feels kind of tingly and off. Yeah, yeah, and just like that heavy feeling. It's like you know. It's like say if you're sitting somewhere. And you know that somebody's watching you when you have, and you look and you see somebody like is staring at you and they look away, you know, it, it's that, it's that same kind of feeling. Ooh, I'm getting like goosebumps just talking about it. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Yeah. That's, that's good. I mean, cause goosebumps is what we like on this, on this uh, channel. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm definitely feeling a lot of goosebumps oh, right yeah. now. Um, Just bringing it back to that state of mind gives you goosebumps for sure. Um, right? And it's like, you know, when you're a kid too, you're so susceptible to feeling everything. Right. Like, feeling everything. And that's, you know, when we go into astral projection, like, I'll talk about that more, but just being able to feel things it's like you can play it off like okay this is something in my head but the thing is your physical self 
is experiencing this. Right. uh, Like, manifestation and, like, telling yourself things, you know, it's one thing, you know, like, don't get all in your head, but you cannot deny the way that you're feeling. You know what I mean? You can't deny feeling that energy. You can't deny feeling that heaviness, that coldness, that tingliness, anything like that. Your body's naturally reacting to something there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. And I can't even imagine how that would feel being at a younger age, because I didn't really feel any of that until close to my senior year in high school. So, uh, wow, I bet that was like something else, feeling that at a younger age. God, yeah. I mean, and like, you know, there's stories where we'll see kids that remember who they were in past lives and stuff like that. And, you know, in movies, it's always the child that's susceptible. You know what I mean? It's always the child that experiences that energy first or that experience first before anybody else. Yeah, and I'll put up a good point, too. Uh, Just a theory that I have um, is that ghosts really reach out to the people that they think can help them and that they think that they have a common interest with. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what I truly believe because it's like, okay, why is this? That's the first thing that I think of whenever I have an experience. It's like, okay, why is this happening? Why is, why choose me for this experience? You know? And it's like, well, that person might be around the same age as you or uh, might be going through the same the same pain as you. Um, exactly. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. And kids are so much more susceptible because they haven't developed as far as, say, an adult has. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Kids can pick up things so quick. I mean, so quick. Because their brains haven't developed. There's not that development there through, you know, experience and anything like that where energy and ghosts, any kind of anything, can really have an easier take on a child. And children also exude a lot of energy as well, you know. They do. Right. And they really do. So having kids <laughs> come, you know, experience it's like everybody experiences something as a kid. And like paranormal as a kid. It's it's so it's so nuts how nine times out of ten kids notice things like in that regard a lot faster than adults. Do. Right, right, exactly. I think that being a kid, your sensory receptors are more more alert than um, than the teenage years or or up. I mean, maybe the teenage years, there's there's the receptors are still there, um, but you're still learning. I think as a kid, you're you're just like still learning and stuff. So your receptors and your brain are are going crazy. So mm-hmm. that could be another cause of um, kids being, you know, being able to see everything and being able to mm-hmm. pick up on all these energies. Um, but all right, we're going to go to um, 
talk to us about um, some of the astro projection stuff. This, this should be really cool. All right. Well, <laughs> well, what my questions for you are: What exactly do you want to know? Um, anything like that, you know, like what I've experienced, or you know, how do you do it? Because I can, I can go on and on about how people can do it, but. Like, there's so many different experiences anybody can have. Yeah, I guess to start off with, what are your experiences with it? So, I started projecting around, like, consciously projecting around the age of 16. Um, it wasn't very successful at first. You, you, I mean, like, naturally, we understand lucid dreaming and stuff like that, where you know you're in a dream. But the first time I ever astral projected, I remember laying in my bed, and I, it's such a weird sensation. And it's so different for everybody else, but my first experience with projecting is, uh, it's otherworldly. You know, you're going onto this different plane of existence that we physically cannot see with the human eye. You know, that's out there. And there's so many different planes in the universe and the omniverse. Like, it's nuts. But in going back to um, my experiences and everything, that first experience, going onto that astral plane, I vividly remember going into wandering, you know, around my home, and then all of a sudden, everything changes. I, the trees were just different colors. Everything was just a bright, cool tone. So, I really hate making this description, but you remember Avatar, not the last airbender, but the one with, you know, the blue people and all that jazz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, the scenery instantaneously changed to that. Yeah, like the James Cameron. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, the scenery was it. The movie plot uh, <laughs> was definitely not going there. <laughs> but the scenery was like that. And there were just these blue, beautiful, like, blue orbs, like, hovering around. And everything like that. And I couldn't... I never met someone that first time I was doing it but I felt like people were there I just wasn't experienced enough to see them or understand it and then all of a sudden I'm back in my body you know mm. and that was like the first time I experienced that it's so different it's so much more different than anybody really can explain because when we have dreams we produce this chemical called dimethanol tryptamine um it's called dmt um people you know like different countries will use dmt for spiritual experiences and stuff like that there's very there's several tribes all around the world that use that as rites of passage and everything like that and dmt is a very very strong psychedelic but we produce that naturally. And 
it's it's you know our normal dreams we're we're in that comfortable like rim stage where our eyes are moving and you know it's like our body's reaching like you know conscious enough to where our brain's like forming these dreams because of that chemical but the thing is this is not dreaming you know in a dream it when you wake up it's like you remember your dreams and everything feels hazy third person second person anything like that you know it feels like you're watching a movie essentially right astral projection your spiritual aura your your body your spirit your soul is leaving consciously leaving your physical shell Hmm. onto something that's completely different it's like you are traveling to a foreign country that you've never been before and you don't know what the hell to do Hmm. um, at the beginning but it's so beautiful it is such a beautiful experience and anybody can do it and that's what's amazing too anyone can do it with the right mindset and finding what works for you you are able to achieve achieve projections so easily and thankfully out of the years that I've been doing it I've been able to help guide people and stuff like that and talk them you know through what they're struggling with and everything like that when they want to get to the plane and I'm always you know open up to any kind of like questions or anything like that and tips and all that good stuff but yeah for my first experience just knowing that I did reach the plane it it's unlike anything you'll ever experience in your life mm. and it's so interesting because when we think about you know planes of existence obviously we're talking about ghosts, right? We're talking about the paranormal. Right. We're talking about energy, right? When you, there's theories that when you die, you reach a spiritual plane, right? The existence, you know, the afterlife, mm-hmm. essentially. Whether your soul, you know, whatever religion you believe in or whatnot, you know, your soul can either go heaven, hell, to or you know, go to anywhere else, essentially. But, you know, the spiritual plane, everybody talks about that and everybody knows what the spiritual plane is. It's like your body reaches that, you know, your soul reaches that plane. And see, that's why I believe we also experience the paranormal because like paranormal activity and everything like that and energy activity because it's so close to our physical plane itself. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, And then think about what's the plane after the spiritual one what's the one after that and what's the one after that like there's these stacks and stacks and stacks of planes and like so many opportunities that we could go to and everything like that and the beauty is our our bodies can manifest and our minds can manifest things to happen and project things to happen and an astral projection it's like that can happen too but you do it so effortlessly and so instantaneously that you could even like create your own plane itself that people could go to and there are stories about people meeting each other on these planes and just 
having all of these stories and experiences, you know, that it's, it's a beautiful thing, realizing the capacity of humans, hmm. you know, of our consciousness and everything like that. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, I do have a question. Um, how do you know, this might be a stupid question, but um, how do you know if you're dreaming or you probably probably answered this already, but how do you know if you're dreaming or if you're in another plane, for instance? Oh, no, that's not a stupid question at all. Actually, that's a question that's been a huge thing um, when people talk about astral projection and stuff like that. You know how we exist from day to day. It's like you can tell it's like you know that you're breathing, you're alive, you're on the, you're experiencing the world around you and everything like that. And in dreams, you know, you can experience that too, but that's lucid dreaming and that's dreaming. When you reach the astral plane, it feels like how you would feel every day, like normal every day you understand your conscious your consciousness is there your your mind is like opened up to that new form of consciousness when and the difference between astral projection and dreaming is dreaming is something that anybody can do very effort, effortlessly and easily you know whether people remember their dreams or not you can be like oh i was dreaming and you know like i said before like dreams can be fuzzy for people you know you could realize you're dreaming and everything like that but when you're astral projecting, it, you know you are. Because you can interact with things so easily. You can manifest things so easily. And in, it's like thinking about punching someone in a dream. You know, how you feel very slow motion. Like everything feels slow motion. And astral projection, you can feel that too. Mm. And for me, personally, I just know that I am. Because your body and your soul, your aura can sense it can sense that this isn't just a normal dream or this isn't a dream Okay. anything like that It and it's different for other people and I, I'm not the best at explaining it but pretty much it, it's just a feeling like you know you know what I mean? yeah okay it's like you're, you, you've reached that awareness where you know that you're not dreaming okay and you consciously know that you're not dreaming because in dreams sometimes you know and the thing about dreaming normally and lucid dreaming lucid dreaming means that you're controlling your dream and you're consciously controlling your dream now elevate that from you being able to control your dream from being to controlling like a plane your reality your conscious mind everything just instantaneously turns into reality it's like when you're dreaming and you know you feel like you're gonna flip a light switch but that light switch doesn't flip in lucid dreaming you can flip that light switch and you can register that the light is off you know in astral projection you're like it's like going to the bathroom and flipping a light switch like and it's just instantaneously like effortless okay that's pretty much like how I can explain it. Okay. Um, that's a good explanation. Um, yeah. Huh. That's cool. I never even thought about it like that. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it's really interesting. Hmm. 
It is very interesting. I know that um, um, I've been reading up on a lot of Ed and Lorraine Warren, and I know uh, I know that Lorraine she isn't around anymore, but I know that she used to write about astral project projection as well, and um, she used mm -hmm. to be that. She was also clairvoyant, of course, um, and her her theory was pretty cool as well i mean it was very very similar to what you said um about how with astro projecting you're you just it's like you just know that mm -hmm. you know it, it's kind of hard to explain um yeah it's just it's like you are very aware that this is anything that you have ever experienced before. Right, right. Um, she mentions that, you know, a lot of it's in slow motion um, like that as well. So that's very, very interesting to think about. I've never done anything like that. But that, that is one cool thing, too, is that everyone can experience um, a different plane as well. Yeah, yeah, anybody can achieve astral projection. Honestly, anybody can. Yeah. And the beauty of it is that everybody will have their own ways to do it, but there's also specific, like, guidelines you gotta follow, too, with it, mm -hmm. which is interesting, to say the least. Because we're talking, we were talking about, like, negative energy and stuff like that. The thing about the astral projector when you're astral projecting is you are so much more vulnerable in that state because in going back to insidious you know like the demon the red demon was trying to possess the boy and take over the boy's body so he could like manifest himself fully right by trapping the boy's soul like our souls are incredibly susceptible to being harmed mm -hmm. and everything like that and if you don't have the experience or the right mindset going into it that a negative energy can hit you so quickly oh, yeah. and it affects people it, I mean it really can affect people you know you you have a like say in a scenario you have a friend who's always positive and always very uplifting and everything like that and they tell you that they want to try astral projection next day you see them and they are just a completely different person they're very down they're very low their energy seems off the, all of them just seems very very off you know it's not affecting your physical self but it's affecting your soul <laughs> it's affecting hmm. your energy it's affecting your spirit yeah hey and i was just gonna bring up too um you brought up a good point um i'm wondering if a lot of people get the wrong sense that between an exorc exorcist like an exorcism like being possessed um mm -hmm. with that with um with going into the astral plane because or does that have a play in that so that's a very interesting question um i never really have thought about it yeah, because um, you were you were talking about how um, how they could change just like that through astral projection. Could mm -hmm. that be the cause of a possession from a demonic force? Or honestly, I genuinely think that that could that's very much well a possibility. Um, 
However, you know, when we talk about, like, Anna Louise, you know, what she went through um, with her possession and everything like that, all the exorcisms she went through and, you know, she was diagnosed as being epileptic and all that stuff, but, you know, when they performed exorcisms on her, you know, she would speak in tongues, different languages, you know, say that there's so many different entities residing in her and you could see her health decline dramatically you know that could be a possibility that she was unawarely projecting and that invited that energy those negative demonic energies into that's her. right and and it could possibly keep the human subscon- subconscious part into that plane while the demonic force takes a hold and basically pilots the physical form, the body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very exactly. Mind blown. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Yeah, we're going like really deep into asking these questions. Oh yeah. And it's it's important to ask these questions too because astral projection itself is just still an oddity to a lot of people and something that we really can't grasp or haven't been able to grasp essentially. You know, we always talk about like there's people that always talk about like we're in a simulation and everything like that and like life isn't real and yada yada yada. And you know, it's like <laughs> you know, it makes you question like are we all all projecting onto this plane and mm-hmm just everything like that and you know it's it's so interesting how we can take in different energies and everything like that too and how energies can find us whether we're projecting or not and you know in any sort of exorcism case you know you obviously see someone who's suffering who is hurting who is completely different and you know you look into that stuff and then like i could go on and on about like people and there's so many different ways to contact these planes too you don't have to astral project you know you could do rituals you can do stuff like that you know like there's several different types of black magic that are involved you know mm-hmm. it's just like our uh, humanity as a whole our consciousness as a whole is so much more broad than what we think it is right. or what we're being told it is and we can become affected by what we manifest or what we meet or... Or what we let in. Who we... <laughs> yeah. For exa- sure. What we let yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. And see, the thing is about negative energy, I mean, obviously, like, say you have a friend that likes to be, you know, buddy-buddy with you and then just be negative about you behind your back and you find that out, you know, it's just like energy can disguise itself these this negative energy can disguise itself these negative spirits can disguise themselves so you know that could always be a possibility like we're unaware we can be unawarely projecting and that's giving these energies a passage into you mm-hmm. because you know Anna Louise she was a devout, uh, I believe, Catholic or Christian. You know, she's very devout and praying and praying also leaves her soul very vulnerable because you're trying to reach God. Well, what if, you know, these entities and stuff like that 
convinced her or she felt compelled and convinced to let this in without being aware and see the thing is like now that we're getting to this point of you know far beyond the 60s even where we're now understanding energy as itself in a whole and there's like more studies about this and everything like that and more experiences and better ways to communicate about it you know what if what if that happened to her she was unawarely projecting while she was praying mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that could have happened to her yeah i feel like to go back to everything i feel like exorcisms you know and like what causes them or like why people need them is because they are held in that in something very negative and negative energies do attach to them whether they're aware that they're projecting or not right and the most um the most they're gonna try and get to you any way possible and the most like what am i trying to say here like um the way they're gonna try to get to you is they're gonna try and become something very um appealing familiar yeah familiar Mm -hmm. or um something very innocent yeah like the little girl you know <laughs> like we're we'll always hear about like the sweet little girl and then ends up being a oh, demon yeah. you know look into annabelle like the story of that doll and everything like that you know it's crazy it's crazy sure. how energy can attach to so many different things yeah it's exactly like that and it's like zozo if you ever heard of zozo um pretty much everyone's heard of zozo but mm-hmm. um you know, there's different ways to reach to her and very, not very good stories that came out of Zozo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, we hear stuff like with it being Halloween, you know, tales like little tales like Bloody Mary, for example, if you know, like, and this is so interesting. Mirrors. Mirrors are just basically portals. Essentially, mm-hmm. they're portals. If used right. So the whole Bloody Mary right. thing, yeah, you know, you're Bloody Mary, you're doing all of that and everything like that, and people are saying like, oh, they experience like seeing Bloody Mary, it's and stuff like, you know, like all that shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, I apologize. For <laughs> <this>. <laughs> no, it's fine. There's free room on this podcast, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> Fucking mint. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, people, it's like their brain reaches such a deep awareness. It's like, okay, like you see shadows and you see all of these kinds of things, you know, like when you look into mirrors and stuff and everything like that, you know, your, your reflection is vulnerable. Right. It, it's just, I don't know. It's just so interesting. It's so interesting to think about how we can be affected so easily by so many different things right right yeah uh there's also a mirror i forget what it's called um that's extremely haunted and it was owned by the actor uh i did a i I think i did an episode on this but it was owned by the actor of dracula the guy that did the original black and white dracula um i forget his name but um it's extremely haunted and it's held at the Zach Dagan's museum. <laughs> um, to go there would be a trip. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
It's insane. He did a whole season of um, them quarantining there in this museum. That would be so wild. Mm -hmm. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, Poor Post Malone. And, like, see, the thing is, every single culture has spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. Every single culture does. You, you can't deny that. It's obvious in so many different writings and everything like that, you know? And to think about, okay, you think about these spiritual experiences and everything like that and understanding it, this whole world, like, throughout history, throughout this existence, you know, we can express experiencing these things. And, you know... You can't, it's like, okay, you know, this isn't real and everything, then how do you justify so many people experiencing these things and not, like, say that, okay, I feel like it's very ignorant to say that these things don't exist or have never existed. Well, I mean, look at things that have happened in the Victorian era. Look at things that happen in general, you know, through many different cultures. We have, like, the grudge in one culture. We have the dipic box in um, Judaism, you know. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Evidence <Shit>. is everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's very true. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like we're going into like, this weird, like, amazing, like, about <laughs> energy and stuff like that. It's like, okay, we're talking about paranormal experiences. Well, here's astral projection, and here's all this energy <laughs> shit. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think that astral projection has a lot to do with ghost experiences, um, <laughs> along with um, possession and yeah. paranormal stuff, all that, all that crazy stuff. Yeah. But yeah. That's that is yeah. wild. Exactly, exactly. Who would have thunk? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thunk it, right? And it's so nice to have these conversations because it expands our understanding of things. Okay. It's like if we don't talk about it, how are we going to know about it? How are we going to understand it or try to understand it? You know, like, I do the best that I can to educate people and stuff like that when it comes to projecting. For sure on very baseline levels um and then hearing their experiences and stuff like that like you can just tell when a person's being real about it you know yeah definitely yeah and um if anyone else has any questions y'all are listening to this on the podcast um write into unexpected haunting 739 at gmail.com we'd love to um give you more information about this and um, Chase would be more than more than happy probably to to explain it yeah. more to you. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm always down to give basic tips, basic guidelines, um, getting you into that right headspace, guiding you into a good headspace to in order to be able to do this. Contacting your spirit guides, contacting any guides in general, and telling and just not even telling you but like just educating education is so important and just letting you know that you can have fun and 
for you know to keep your soul safe to keep you your spiritual self safe while you're doing any of this i would be more than happy to do what i can to help other people understand this and it's a learning process still for me too and i want to be able to grow together with people and to offer anything that i can to help you experience the beauties of different planes that are just outside of our physical self in a nutshell yeah <laughs> in a nutshell, <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> that's cool yeah so yeah if you guys definitely have questions ask up on there and also you can write into our facebook page if you don't follow us follow us now <laughs> on um unexpected hauntings um under facebook we'd love to have you guys we're growing on that page like crazy and um yeah it'd be great exactly giving giving different topics too to everything always helps as well doesn't oh yeah it? it definitely does for sure so yeah this is going to be a great um five weeks of halloween really really excited about this but um i think i'm going to wrap it up for to, to today's episode of the halloween special thank you so much chase for joining us for this episode and um of course yeah, if you have any more more um ghost experiences um you're more than welcome to join us on here and you said that uh, um your boyfriend's mom had some pretty cool experiences too so um, oh yeah yeah she does uh she grew up in you know her family is you know from mexico so like there's so many different like tales and everything like that that she can she can dive into she even has this one i think you would love to hear about uh, black magic and stuff like that too and like she physically saw a kid become a p possessed wow wow yeah i've heard over in mexico there's different places where um there's sites of like old tales of giant owls they look like giant giant mm -hmm. owls they're like white or gray or whatever um but they can take sh um, shape or form of anything really and mm -hmm. if you try and run away then it can basically take your life it's very interesting stuff over mexico so yeah so i'll definitely have to have her story on that uh, oh sure. yeah she would love to talk about it she she definitely is she's i i genuinely believe that his mom is clairvoyant that's awesome and susceptible and susceptible to reading energies and like that too and she could go on and on about it and that's what i love like just sitting down with her and like hearing her stories and you know and we'll speak in spanish sometimes about it too and... <laughs> that's cool exactly it, it's just it's so neat it's so neat and she like her uh, rick's sister has experience about uh, skinwalkers as well out in uh california when they where they used to live oh, sweet that's really neat. Yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. So, I'll definitely uh, get them on here. Yes, yes, <laughs> that would be great. Hear their stories. Mm -hmm. All yeah. right. Well, thanks for joining, Chase, and uh, that'll be it for the first um, first week of the Halloween special. Thank you guys for joining, and as always, 
stay spooky.